This Week in Teams, Jay and Craig are joined by Jeremy Wood, federal employee and host of The Geek Within at 365 Educon DC. We were so excited about an in-person interview for once, Jay totally screwed up the audio and we're left with nothing but the camera audio. Did our best to get you something to listen to. Apologies for the uh, technical difficulties. Hope you enjoy the interview. Good afternoon, and I'm really excited to be speaking to you live with a guest uh, and Craig in person. Um, and the guest is in person too. Right? Yes, I'm here as well. <laughs> That's valid. Um, we are live at 365 Educon, which uh, for those in the space, it used to be SharePoint Fest. Um, we're in Washington, D.C. at a, uh, an event that has a spin towards government conversations. Um, and yeah, Craig, uh, Jeremy, guys, good to see you. Nice to touch the table, so I don't want to make it. Yeah, keep going. Good to see you guys. <laughs> it is good to see it's you. Nice to see you too. Live and in person and in DC. Yeah. Traveling a little bit. And in trouble for missing your daughter's band concert. Uh, missing orchestra tonight. Oh, yeah. Jesus. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know me, Jay Lees. You know Craig Janke. This is Jeremy Wood. Um, if you follow my government pod, uh, government monthly government uh, community call, you know Jeremy. But Jeremy is the director of policy and procedures at policy no, and planning. Policy and planning director of policy and planning. I got it right the first time uh, at the Millennium Challenge Corporation. What does the Millennium Challenge Corporation do? Tell me, Millennium Falcons. Tell me you make those. Oh, calls. I wish. <laughs> I so wish. No, Millennium Challenge Corporation is a very very small federal agency. Um, and they are in the foreign aid space. They do uh, uh, special kind of grants for poverty reduction in extremely poor countries overseas. Okay. And then uh, as the director of policy and planning, uh, you are naturally the expert in Microsoft 365 at your agency also. Not naturally, but it happens to be the case. Um, I mean, the way our, our IT organization is very small, so much like a small business, we have, you know, Many of us wear uh, multiple hats, and in my case, because I've had a background in Microsoft for a long time, uh, and I'm on the front end of investment processes, right. so I get to do all the business analysis with our internal people to find out what they're trying to solve, what technologies do we already have, and do we need to buy something new, or can I get them to use what we already have? That's cool. I mean, what's one of the nice things about Microsoft 365, too, is there are so many capabilities that if you have that kind of a mindset, there are a lot of different project problems you can solve with it. That's right. Um, so uh, this being the This Week in Teams podcast, uh, or videocast, as it is, um, and you being government, I thought it would be fun to have you on board to talk about teams in government. Um, you know, we've done some interviews with people from Africa and from Europe and talked about different uses for teams. Um, how has teams changed how the government collaborates? I mean, interestingly enough, uh, many government agencies were, were Skype users and COVID came along. Yep. And even after COVID came along, and I interact with a lot of other federal agencies, uh, there's uh, community groups, government community groups on there. And even when uh, COVID came, we were all still reluctant to change anything because we're like, oh, everybody can come back to the office and it's easier to do a rollout. 
everybody's not virtual. But um, I'll tell you, it has completely changed how we do collaboration. Rolling teams out virtually, which was an experience in itself, and getting um, people to understand the collaboration, the channels, the chatting, functionality. We did not have heavy adoption of Skype before we rolled out teams. Okay. And so um, the agency at large really has taken it on, and, and now it is the conversation every week. How can I leverage teams? How can I do this in teams? How can I do yeah. this in teams? And so, and I, hey, I saw this video online. I want to do that. And then it I was get, this week in teams, wasn't it? Or maybe. <laughs> it was most likely, most likely. Highly possible. And, and and the only thing I have to do is say, hold on a second, let me check and see if they were talking about government. Uh, <laughs> that never happens. So how did you, you just mentioned that it wasn't easy to, to roll it out. What were the first steps and how did you start doing that? Because I've done so, being from Illinois, we talked. I did a lot with the, the city of Chicago. Stop I will stop touching the table. City of Chicago. I did a lot with the metro, with the tollway, a lot of those, and I know that those had their own unique. They're all similar problem, though, right? They weren't high adapters of video. They always were going to the office. Now they have everything. Yeah, they were wanting to know how to do it. Yeah, I think I like with most most places that probably haven't used these like a Slack type organ, you know opportunity and it's all email based right right I think the biggest thing was uh, first governance how are we going to control this and I can't say we won't even say we control it well right but what would we like what controls do we want to put in place specifically around external interactions as a federal agency we have very specific rules about our platforms who's allowed to be on our platform who's not allowed to be on our platform and then um, and then, and then we crafted a lot of user scenarios to say, here, here's what a day in the life of for you know somebody who works in our uh, economist section might, what it might look like for them versus somebody in legal versus, of course, IT has got their own um, scenarios. And so we really sat down and thoughtfully worked with uh, key stakeholders. There's always, you know, in every organization, there's people that you, are, you want to work with and go, oh, we're going to roll something new out. That's the person in that organization I wanted to be a partner because they were a good partner last time. Right. And so we brought them in, and, and they helped us craft scenarios, and then um, and then we just had to do lots and lots of training. I, I do find, thinking about it, the organizations who have done better jobs of implementing teams are the ones who have actually taken the time to do the user stories and plan yep. out and be able to explain, this is how you can think about it for your job, right? So. Yeah, and I, I, one of the things I really like about uh, adoption.microsoft.com is the the, build, the predefined user stories. They may not fit education or government specifically, but they give you an idea, like if you're a project manager, here are ways you might use Teams. Maybe not the same ways they do it, but just yeah. from an idea perspective. And we downloaded their adoption kit, and their adoption kit, you know, you can cut it apart and make it yourself. I yeah. reused their graphics, mm -hmm. right? Screenshot the little piece I needed, yeah. built my own PDF. <laughs> it looks just like their. Well, yeah. it's designed for that, so. Right, right. It's so that I can like then. Well, right, and so we could then put that out there in our communications um, as we push things out. I would say that the largest challenge um, has not been, I mean, it was, certainly it was a big challenge to roll it out and get everybody off Skype, get everybody on Teams, um, get people to chat, but now the larger challenge in, a, in the adoption space still is the fact that um, it's changing constantly. So I, I was looking today on the roadmap for GCC, 22 um, upcoming features that are going to roll out. Some of them are pretty big for users, you know, branded lobby. Eh, they probably don't care so much, but um, webinars is not in government yet. Yep. One-on-one um, -on -one transcription is not there yet. So there's a lot of upcoming features that are very popular that our users have been asking for. 
whiteboard. We just finally got the full functionality of whiteboard, like within a the couple, new release, yeah, within a few weeks ago. Yep. So um, now you can like have images and the templates. And before that, whiteboard was just a whiteboard. Yeah, it was draw on it. And that was about it. So I was doing a presentation yesterday about information management, information architecture. And during the presentation, I brought up card sorting. And uh, one of the people in attendance at the session mentioned that they did card sorting virtual. Oh, nice. And I was like, how are you doing virtual card sorting? And they're doing it in whiteboard. Ooh. So it takes a lot of effort to pre-build it, but you can lay out all of the content that you need for it. She had five columns. The first column was all 35 cards that the users were going to store, sort. And then four, column, four buckets that they could move their cards into. And they were plain buckets, no headers. And then she said, you have four buckets. You can name them whatever you want, and you can sort however you want, but that's your limit. And virtually, she said there was a lot of discussion, but they were able to actually do that card sorting exercise in whiteboard. I thought that was really cool. That is, that's going to save you some money. Right? We, right? A, we bought a card sorting tool. Did you really? We did. Because we do a ton of agile development. We have like four agile development teams. Yeah. And so we, we needed something. Right, right. Now the one thing she made a comment on, which I, is unfortunate, is you can't preset, no, you can't copy and paste from one whiteboard to another. Yes. So she's doing that card sorting exercise for three different groups. She had to build that whiteboard three different times. Right. I can't say that other than template. Just right? Hey, uh, you're at Microsoft, I, right? I got no control. <laughs> <laughs> I am three levels down from being halfway useful. There we go. <laughs> so, so, so I would say, for me, the challenge today with with Teams adoption is not, um, got, it's out there. Everybody has to use it. Right? Skype's retired now. Mm -hmm. They have no choice. They're using it. It's, you know, as I said, uh, and I think I missed said, there's, there were 22 new features that just came out in the last three months. There's over 50 coming out yeah. in between now and I think On like roadmap, April. Yeah. yeah. And um, in every one of those cases, it's many of them are for a use case I've already been asked for, how do we do? And so then I have to keep my eye on the radar, watch for the new feature, update the training material, right. remember who it was who asked for it. Yep. And um, So I have a customer and I am blown away by what they're doing. They, they have a, a site you know, where they, they, they track all their, it's basically a center of excellence for all okay. their help and documents and all that. But she, when we do the updates and she sees things that are supposed to be coming out on the roadmap, she puts them in a list. So she puts the thing on it. And when she checks the message center and it comes out, then she goes out and checks to make sure that it actually works and tests it and then documents it and puts the document in there for the users to do. It sounds, I'm like, if I could clone you in, in wow. that process, it, it's amazing what she does. That's that like a full-time job. Yeah, it it is, is a full-time full job. job. <laughs> it, it is, I, I, I tell this story all the time, but I remember going on-site to a government agency, doing a whole-day workshop on teams readiness and, and what questions do you have to be asking and what stakeholders do you have to under the table. And at the end of the day, the CTO said the most prominent gap in their ability to do this was they had no business analysts. No one to sit down, comprehend the technology, go to the business, comprehend their needs, and, and map those together. It, 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 it relied on the team's administrator to do that as a part-time job. Um, I mean, that's a challenge we're having now. So I'm doing this all as, like, on the side. Yeah. So, um, and kind of uh, took adoption on the wing. I helped roll Windows 10 out. I won't say how long ago that was. It was not that long ago. And, and then Teams and, you know, 
so now we're finally getting the clue, and we have contract support in our in our dev pipeline, and we're bringing one of them on board to be the office expert. So cool. I think it's really important for organizations to at least have one, but you really need more than one expert. Yeah. Um, and then we're leveraging learning pathways. I don't know if other people have done I'm, that. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say one of the things you almost always talk about when we talk about training adoption yeah, is learning I pathways. Love learning pathways. So tell us a little bit on, about what learning pathways is. So I mean, it's it's a it's a pre-built site that Microsoft designed. It's uh, really, I guess it's. SharePoint uh, or PMP um, solution that we deployed into our environment, and then we customize the heck out of it. And so it comes; it, it's, it's leveraging the Microsoft CDN for all the training material, all the walkthroughs. On here's how you do. It. In fact, I was just I just sent it to somebody the other day on how to use Microsoft Forms. And there's a ton of like, here's how you get started with Microsoft Forms. Here's how you build your first survey. Here's how you build your first quiz. Whatever. There's a bunch of great material. But then what we do is on, for every product, we create our MCC product page with best practices of things we've learned from everybody who's used the tool. Links to any video vignettes or materials we've created. And uh, uh, we do the champions program. So we have on the right-hand side, here are the champions for this product. Well, that's nice. Okay. So you know who to contact with your questions. And then uh, always a link to a uh, channel in Teams where you can do an Ask Me Anything. And so we have okay. a, we have a team, Teams uh, team just for these answering those questions with channels for every product and you just put in your question and one of the champions will respond that's awesome yeah. so you have a team team for asking anything that's right and then you have a, a channel for teams a channel for sharepoint a channel for form stream uh, every product as we've officially rolled it out we haven't done it for power automate yet we haven't done it for power apps yet because we're still trying to figure out wrestle with the governance right but once we have it that's that's the plan that's really awesome that's what my, my customer that customer is using Yammer for that. Yeah. They she they will not answer questions or they really don't like to answer questions on how you do things. If you have a question on that, she'll direct you to the site or have you pull Yammer, try not to sensitivity. Uh, and, and make somebody else answer and she will go and answer them on Yammer, but she wants it to be out there so that everybody can see that. Now if it's a break fix, this is broken, yes, yeah, submit a ticket and we'll right. fix it that right. way. But it's if it's knowledge she, she is very good at pushing if it's a knowledge question, like I just don't know how to do it, yep. you need to ask the community. So. And then we have, not monthly, because that's it seemed to be too frequently for us, but we're doing quarterly champions meetings. Oh, okay. And we're going through the Ask Me Anything and saying, anything, is there anything we saw that we should put in our training material? Nice. And then we'll tag a champion and say, hey, can you go write that? So that sounds, all of this coordination sounds like a full-time job, but you're doing all of this on the side. It's, yeah, it's, it's not a full-time, I mean, it hasn't been a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, and it was to get it all in place. Okay. But now it's kind of running on its own, right? We uh, have a meeting schedule. I, frankly, I don't even think about it until the next meeting. While we're in the meeting, I go, crap, let's go open up the <laughs> Ask Me Anything, see what the questions <laughs> where we answer. Okay. And then see if there are any we should turn into some sort of training material or some guide of some sort. That's cool. Yeah, but that's what, I mean, that's what I've always tried to preach with my customers is like, if you can train other people to do that stuff and build that championship network, makes your job as an IT person a lot easier and you can focus on the core priorities, right? Making sure the system works. That's right. That's and cool. And yeah, in fact, I, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've done talks on adoption and now I'm updating my talk to talk about continuous adoption. Right. Because that is the new challenge of the world. Is yes. Microsoft, to their credit, is pushing out updates to, to all their software. Uh, if you're leveraging the, the, the uh, cloud versions, yep. fast. But it also adds to our challenge on the... Uh, on the implementation side in terms of getting, keeping our users up to speed. Cool. 
uh, apologies if my phone vibrating the table just messed up our audio. It's all good. So, very cool, man. Um, so, uh, what are you hearing at the conference today? Are you hearing anything at the conference today that's of particular interest? I think um, a couple of the things that I heard might be of interest to government. I, 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 I did attend a very, it's not Teams related, but I attended a very good session on Power BI Premium, because that okay. is new and is available in GCC. Okay. I was shocked to learn that they've already got that capacity built in on GCC. I think there's some things we got to think about because Microsoft's presented it as a way to save money on Power BI Pro licensing. So you, you, buy, you buy the capacity, you don't need to buy the Power BI Pro licensing, but in government, you have to buy the Power BI Pro licensing or your, anybody who creates a report's not in a federal So that's some things we got to work out. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, analytics are huge. Analytics are like the way of life now, so that's a big piece. Yep. And then, um, you know, really looking forward to seeing what comes into GCC from you know, the Viva side of right, it. Right, right, right. Right, we're still waiting. I know some of that stuff's leaked into commercial and sort of branding ways. It hasn't showed up in government at all. So, connections is in government, but nothing else, it, right? It is, and um, in a limited way it is. Yeah. It's something we're examining right now, because we, you know, we, we are trying to figure out, uh, is there any implications or bad things if we go declare our current intranet as you know, our home site? Is it gonna yeah. screw anything up? Right, right, right. Um, so once we figure that out, we'll roll that out in, uh, in the Teams client and you know, get that nice look. But, um, but otherwise, that's the legit. Cool, very cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting what I thought was like when you said, it's not Teams related, then you went Power BI, but, but it, is teams it will right, be Teams right. related because you're eventually going to want to share that in, in, in Teams, right? So, yeah. um, and what I think is interesting, we've talked about it a little bit coming out of the Ignite session, was Microsoft is pushing everything into Teams. They're bringing Dynamics in it, they're bringing, uh, bringing the employee experience stuff in there, you know, sharing the reports from Power BI, the analytics. It's becoming the oh, power platform, highly integrated. So yep. it's becoming the platform for everything. So you'll see I mean, that even if you don't think you're seeing it now. And I saw that this week. I think the biggest thing I saw that I want to figure out how to do is to build out that experience in Teams. I saw SharePoint pages with fluid components and you know car adaptive cards. Right. And we have not yet been able to successfully get an adaptive card to work in our tenants. So you know, there's interesting things on the government side where they'll say these things work. Right. There's always a caveat there's that a says caveat. until you try to use it in this way. Yep. <laughs> and so, but those experiences, what you're talking about, building out the user experience in Teams. My agency is asking you for that. They say I don't want to leave Teams. Teams is great. Yep. How do I get more stuff in there? And I think that is the next challenge for, for us. Yeah. So, for example, on the GCC high side, we have a customer who uses our uh, governance platform to do all of their provisioning. But our bot for Teams doesn't work in GCC High because the capability hasn't come out yet. So I, I completely understand like trying to figure out like what's this cool new shiny thing and is it available here? And by the way, if you're listening and curious, go check out our latest episode of 365 of the M365 Government Community Call. We have a whole conversation about trying to figure out what's available and how to use the roadmap and all that stuff. Well, there you go. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. So with that shameless plug, Jeremy. Um, Tell us a little uh, bit about yourself. Where can we find information about you? That. Yeah, so I. Uh, <laughs> that was a little quick, but I Besides the Microsoft here. 365 uh, government community call, which I do with Jay on a monthly basis, and our friends Rima and Sarah, I also have a podcast called The Geek Within. You can find it on um, uh, 
Apple, Spotify, all the podcast platforms, plus YouTube, where I interview people in the tech community um, about how they got into their careers. Yep. I'm really big and proponent on trying to help people figure out how to get their careers uh, going early on and also hear the unique stories of how people got to where they are. So, And then otherwise, you can find me on Twitter, The Geek Within, or LinkedIn, The Geek Within. Very cool. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, and thank you for, for listening. We know you liked this episode of This Week in Team because you're still listening. So if you want to hear more like this, make sure you click the subscribe button, notifications, and go to onthespot.tech for more from This Week in Teams and our sibling podcast.